Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's up, Bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app. It's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah, the bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We are grateful that you're listening. And I love to start the show every week by thanking the listeners. I actually had an opportunity to record with one of the listeners, Mr. Cody, and uh, the Westminster Doxology Podcast. Uh, they got a long name, but yeah, shout out to those guys. Make sure you check them out. Uh, he, he told me to thank him because uh, he was one of the listeners. And like I do every week, I bring in awesome guests. Uh, this guest is just like the rest of the guests. Awesome. Uh, super excited to have on all the way from, I'm assuming, California. Mr. Bickett, how are you, sir? Good, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. So if my listeners may have been under a rock the last couple of days, because I've seen you kind of all over Twitter for a while, uh, give them a brief introduction of yourself and we'll jump right in. Well, I um, I live in Los Angeles and I am a production designer in the fashion world and I had... Uh, I, I lived as a gay man for many, many years in L.A., uh, and even when I, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, uh, even then, too. And uh, But then 10 years ago, almost to the day, uh, September 20th, 2009, I had an encounter with Jesus <laughs> at an evangelical church in Hollywood, and my whole life changed in a, in a split second. Wow. 
That is awesome. And that, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that, like you said, 10 years almost to the day, man, that, that is, that is an amazing thing. And one thing that I, you know, what drew me to really have, having you on the show is, you know, we always hear it from the female perspective of coming out of that world. Uh, you know, we've had on, uh, Rosario Butterfield. Um, you know, everybody know about Jackie Hill Perry, but, uh, your story, uh, just, it, it just popped out to me, you know, for one from a male perspective. And then, you know, the, the fact that, uh, it actually was a evangelical church that, uh, I guess introduced you to the gospel. So before you get into that, tell my listeners, uh, kind of like, the, the lead up. Cause I, I know when you, when you reflect, cause you wrote a book about it, you know, definitely shot the book out when you reflect on what were some of the things that led up to you being, uh, uh, exposed to the gospel? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, as I said, and I, at a very early age, I started to experience same sex attraction and I didn't, I grew up in the, I grew up in the Catholic church and went to Catholic schools. And so I knew, you know, it was forbidden according to my the Catholic Church and to my family and to my community. And so I, uh, you know, I just totally kept it hidden from, from everyone. And, and it was a weird kind of thing to deal with because, you know, I basically had to live like a double life because on, on the inside I was feeling this, you know, thing. and But on the outside I was just like this popular kid and, you know, mm-hmm. I was going steady with girls <laughs> in <laughs> elementary school and high school. And so it was like this weird double life. But then in high school, I ended up uh, befriending someone who also struggled, was also same-sex attracted. And we became best friends and we came out to each other in high school. And then that's when it all kind of began. We we started exploring Gay, we went to gay bars in Dallas mm. in high school. I mean, I was like 15. Or I don't know how we got in these bars, but we, we went to <laughs> bars and clubs. And and that's when it all kind of, I sort of felt like, oh, wow, this is this is where I belong. These are my people. And and then as I got older, you know, in college, the same thing. I, I ended up having a best friend in college who was gay. And then after college, uh, I ended up, falling in love with my mm. first boyfriend and that's when I was able to come out of the closet to everyone I came out to my family my my friends my parents everyone and that was when that's really when it, you know my identity as a gay man became pretty much solidified mm-hmm. and then after after that I moved to LA and uh, I got into a really fun group of friends and and they were just, you know, all really smart and, and, and interesting and artists. They were all actors, directors, writers, producers. And we all kind of came out here to basically make it in Hollywood. And, and you know, we had a really great time. Like, we, we went to movie premieres and the Oscars, mm-hmm. the Emmys, the Golden Globes. And we went to um, just all kinds of parties, at, you know, movie movie stars' houses and and just we were kind of living the life out here and you know i thought that that's for a while a long time i thought you know this is the this is kind of the point of life just mm-hmm. uh be you know making a success in my career and having really great experiences and also you know 
finding the one, finding true love. That was kind of like what I thought, because I knew that as a, as so as a gay man, that Christianity was never an option for me and right. God was never an option. So I just, I put that as far away from my mind as possible. I didn't. So by the time, so as I was, you know, living in LA for a while, I mean, God wasn't even mm-hmm. a thought in my mind. He wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't, I didn't even ever think about God and none of my friends in LA, not, we not once did we say, we never mentioned God, the word God once. We never right. even asked each other, do you believe in God? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just assumed among my friends. It was just assumed that God was uh, not real and that the Bible, it was all a myth. And mm. so we just all assumed that. And, and then, and then, as you know, after going to Prince's house, you know, for I would, you know, I just like these. I would go to these things all the time. I would get one night. I went to Prince's house up in, wow. in the canyon, and um, he had you know a little party, and there was like I looked out in the backyard of this giant. It's a gigantic house um, that he was renting, and I looked out, and there was like a little stage set up in the back yard and he performed for three hours in his backyard. Wow. I mean, it was like these kinds of experiences were happening all the time. And so right. I was having fun for a long time, but then after, I don't know, after 10 or so years of this, the law of diminishing returns started to set in and I started mm. to feel like, is that all there is to life? Like is what, what's the meaning of life? And, and I had this really kind of, seminal moment in Paris at Fashion Week in March of 2009. And I I went to a bunch of the shows and, and I went to a bunch of the after parties and I was at this particular after party one night. And I, I just was, uh, I remember just, you know, I, I think Kanye was there. Everyone, everyone from the fashion world was there. And, and um, I just remember having this moment of feeling total emptiness. I just mm. looked over the crowd of people, everyone dancing, drinking champagne, and I just felt like this isn't it. Like this isn't it. This isn't going to sustain me for the rest of my life. I don't know what I'm going to do. And mm. I just felt so just totally empty. And then I got back to LA and about you know, and I kind of sort of for, I for I kind of forgot about that night and then 6 months later um I was at a coffee shop in LA and I, my best friend and I were sitting there having our cappuccinos and we, we look over at this table and there's this group of young people with Bibles on their table. And, mm. you know, we'd never, <laughs> we'd never <laughs> seen somebody with Bibles in public in LA. So that was a, a real shock to us. And, and uh, so we kind of were like, what is going on with these people? And we ended up, in a conversation with them because we were mm-hmm. kind of curious what they were doing. Cause they also bowed their heads and prayed, which was really shocking. And um, so we ended up in this conversation with them and they, uh, I, you know, I basically said, what do you guys, are you Christians? Like, what do you believe? And they said, yes. And we're evangelical Christians. We, you know, they explained the gospel to me. They, um, they, you know, they told me that they, they went to church in Hollywood at this church called reality LA. And, and then, of course, you know, at, near the end of the conversation, I said, well, what does your church believe about homosexuality? And they said, well, we believe it's a sin. And 
And I was just kind of like, huh, okay. And I, and the reason I didn't, you know, cause normally I would have just been like, you guys are crazy and you need help. Uh, so I'm leaving, but I stayed because of that night in Paris. I just felt, mm. I felt like, well, I need, you know, I need some answers and right. maybe, you know, maybe there's a slim chance that God exists and there's an even slimmer chance that homosexuality is, is wrong. And maybe I, you know, maybe I've been wrong my whole life and I don't, what do I know? I mean, I could be wrong. There's a chance. And so they invited me to their church the following Sunday. And I, uh, I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll think about it this week, but, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to come. And then the, of course, the following Sunday, I wake up, get dressed and get in my car and I drive to this church in Hollywood. And I, I walk in and I, I never, I had never been to an evangelical church. So I didn't know what it was like. And there was worship, the worship band was playing and I was like, Oh wow, there's like Christian music. That's so weird. And <laughs> I kind of cringed a little bit. And uh, but right. then I was like, no, it's not bad. Actually. I like it. And, <laughs> and then I found my seat near the front and, um, I didn't know where the people were who invited me there. They, I just, just, I sat by myself and, and then the pastor came out and started preaching on Romans chapter seven. And he, um, as he was preaching, just everything started to shift inside of me. Like he, every word he said, every sentence he said started to ring as truth in my mind and my heart. And I didn't know why. And I just, I was just like on the edge of my seat and I was like, what, what is he saying? This is true. And I don't know why it is, but it it's like, this is the gospel. Cause it was like the first right. time I really understood the gospel. And I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And, and then after the sermon, someone on the prayer ministry prayed for me on the side of the church. And, and uh, that was really an intense kind of moment for it just seemed intense to me and because mm-hmm. it was kind of the first time someone had done that and and then i came back to my seat and everyone's kind of standing up and and singing and worshiping for 30 more minutes and i just all of a sudden the holy spirit just like like overwhelms me and i just god reveals himself to me in that moment and he's like i'm god jesus is my son the heaven's real hell's real the Bible's true. You're now adopted mm. into my kingdom. <laughs> Welcome. And I just was like, Oh my gosh. Whoa. And I just, I just started bawling and bawling and crying for the next 30 minutes. And I just, I mean, I cried harder than I've ever, I'd ever cried in my life. And, mm-hmm. and I just was like, it was just, I had just kind of been in, in the presence of the holiness of God. It was like Isaiah in the temple. I just, right. I saw his holiness and I just, came undone and I it was like it was so intense and it was kind of like Paul on the road to Damascus like that it was like that kind of encounter with Jesus it was mm-hmm. I don't know if it was as strong as that but it was it seemed <laughs> like that to me right and and so and then it happened again I came home that after the service that day and I got in bed to take a nap because I was so overwhelmed and I, I was like you know Moses in the cleft of the rock God just like showed me he was just like here's some more of my glory <laughs> and um and i just was like oh my gosh and i just jumped out of bed and i was in the middle of my bedroom i like out loud i was like god you have my whole life like it's yours <laughs> and 
and in that I knew in that moment I knew that homosexuality was no longer a part of my life it was no longer who I was it was just the thing of the past and I knew that I was never going to date or a, another guy or be with another guy the rest of my life I and I didn't care because I had just met Jesus and I was so mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so blown away by his love that I was like I was like, good riddance to that life. And I, you know, I was, I never felt like I, I never missed that life. And I still don't, like, I don't mm-hmm. ever want to go back to that. I, I'm not interested in that. And, um, and so, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that wow. was my conversion moment. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. The power of the gospel, uh, and just the way, uh, that, that God, uh, just like you said, just reveals himself. That is just a, an amazing, amazing thing to hear, whether it's, uh, you know, someone dealing with homosexuality or somebody like me that just was a, uh, you know, a, a womanizer and, you know, uh, weed smoker, you know, the same, mm-hmm. the same guy, yeah. the same conversion, man, no matter what, what the situation is, man. But I, I could not, I could not let this interview go forward without making a joke about being at Prince's house. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 like, I, I want to know, was Charlie Murphy there? Did they play basketball? All my Dave Chappelle fans would, would appreciate, uh, that part. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know if, if he was there, but, um, there were a lot, there were, I can't remember who, there were a, a few movie stars there and, sure. uh, some, yeah, some, um, musicians and, but yeah, it was crazy. Like he, you know, the stage, his stage outside had that, a giant, you know, symbol of whatever that symbol he had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like a it was like a lucite symbol, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of the stage. And I remember he came out and started performing. And I, um, I got, I was really, I was like right up, you know, next yeah. to him basically. And I took a picture of him on my phone. And he, he said, <laughs> he said. Oh, don't, please don't take pictures. I don't look good this late at night. Cause it was like midnight <laughs> when he started playing. He played till like three in the morning. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy experience. Yeah. No, that, that definitely was crazy. So, you know, uh, what I love about your story is, and, and it actually reminds me of, uh, my good friend, Costi Hen's story. Um, because you were in the community, you were successful, you know, I mean, you at Prince House. You're talking about being in Paris with, with, uh, with Kanye, but it still wasn't enough. Like that, that right there is, that's what that really, uh, you know, caught my, my, my attention about the stories. You, cause a lot of people are in the lifestyle, but not necessarily experiencing a lot of the things that you experience. So after, after this, this, you know, glorious Sunday, so what happened as far as your 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 career and everything how how did that kind of shift and transition from from when uh from from when Christ came into your life Well yeah I mean I I continued you know doing production design you know and I would I would, I did set design or production design for like the cover of Vogue or Harper's Bazaar or, or different ad campaigns for Gap and for different brands like YSL and uh just all kind of, you know, Bulgari. But, um, so I, I, I was still 
doing that, those jobs, but it was, I couldn't stop talking about Jesus on the set. I mean, I, I would just, every set I would go on, I would just tell everyone about Jesus. I would be like, oh my gosh, Jesus is real. It's crazy. You've got to, <laughs> and I thought, you know, I thought, I thought it was going to be like this really simple thing of just telling people about Jesus and the gospel and then everyone coming to Christ. But right. it was a little more difficult than I thought. <laughs> but it was interesting because people were, definitely interested and fascinated by my story on the set and people I had worked with for years, like they, they were interested, but, um, they, uh, they, it took, I, and a few of them actually over the years ended up coming to Christ, which was, which was amazing to see. But, um, it, but I just, you know, I shared the gospel with everyone I could came in contact with. And I thought that I was going to start losing, Sorry for that beeping noise. Um, I don't know what's happening on my street, but um, so I, 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 you know, I thought I was going to lose jobs because I was mm-hmm. just talk. I was being way too <laughs> vocal on the set. But what's interesting is I ended up getting just more jobs. It was wow. just like weird. It was I it just like it was like God was just kind of like. I'm ble- I'm going to bless you because you know you're you're with you know that verse about like um what you do with a little uh mm-hmm. I can't remember the verse now but anyway so he I just felt like God was just blessing me and and um I I continued in that for for a long time and and I but in the in the middle of that I also went to seminary and got my masters in theology at Talbot at Biola University because I really felt God calling me to that. And so I was going to seminary and I was working. And um, and then it, while I was in seminary, I wrote the book, A Change of Affection. And that that's and then once that came out like a month or, or it came out like two months ago, I actually um, my <laughs> my my agent actually dropped me as a as an artist at, you know, as a product <laughs> really? design artist. Yeah. And it was. You know, they didn't say it was because of the book, but um, right. it was, you know, the timing was very weird. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> that was that was crazy. That just happened like a like a few weeks ago. My agent emailed me and and dropped me. And so uh, so now I, I just I just feel like God is calling me to focus on this ministry mm-hmm. and to um to you know, just kind of focus my energy and attention on this, and and speaking and and talking at churches and and universities and and stuff, and so that's what I I really think God is leading me to. I, I kind of knew He was going to lead me out of production design at a, at mm-hmm. a certain point, and so I think the the book was like because once I mean you know you can't write a book. I used to work with I mean all, you know Katy Perry and all these people and it's like you can't write a book like this and continue to work with these people (laughs) it just doesn't work and so um i uh yeah i just uh i now i'm kind of focused more on on this ministry and just you know trying to help the church my real goal with the book is to help the church understand this issue biblically Mm -hmm. theologically culturally and and um from someone who's been on both sides of it. So that that's really, I want to help the church because I, I know the church is just kind of completely 
falling apart over this issue. They don't mm-hmm. know what to believe anymore. They don't know if they should believe culture because, you know, Ellen's so nice. So like, why would, you know, it's just <laughs> right. like, there's no, <laughs> so it's so hard to, to navigate it. So that's why I wrote this book and to help people with this. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal, man. So that, and that's, that's, that's really good. And, and like you said, it's, it's definitely, definitely needed uh, someone that saw both sides of it. Um, um, and witness the highs and you know of it as you did for sure so right here we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back andrew rapaport's rap report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications it is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the christian podcast community we provide a biblical view of cultural events discuss how to apply god's word to the christian life address issues that concern the church and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture you will hear from great guests like justin peters todd freel jay warren wallace and gabe hughes Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. All right, we're in here. We're back uh, with my good friend, Beckett. I always hesitate when I'm about to say your name. I was actually watching a, a YouTube channel, uh, a YouTube video, and you were named after who was that again? Thomas Beckett. He That's was right. the Archbishop of Canterbury in, right. in the 12th century. Yeah. 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 I, I, I heard you tell somebody that and he was like, why did your mother name you that? <laughs> I know. I know. Eric Vertax was funny. Yeah. Uh, that funny. was. That was pretty funny, man. So what I like to do on the second half of the podcast is do what I call the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests, uh, no matter who they are, if they're, you know, Steve Lawson or a local pastor, uh, or like you, a, a, a Arthur and maybe somebody in ministry soon. So these are my three bar questions. We're going to start off with the first signature bar question. And it is what kind of music do you listen to? Prince, well, I listen to <laughs> where I listen to worship music mostly uh, because, you know, for so long, for so many years, I listened to obviously secular music, and right. and I remember when I first got saved, I uh, I, I heard I think it was like a, a random song on the radio, it was like Sade or something, and I, I just remember <laughs> thinking like ah, like I turned it off immediately because right. I was like I'm tired of hearing the lies, like. <laughs> um, and so I I mostly listen to worship music and then you know sometimes I listen to kind of old like 80s music <laughs> like yeah. fun 80s music. That's that's cool. Good deal. All right, next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh wow. Um what I'm reading oh I can't remember the title. I'm reading a book on the history of the perse- of the church. So mm-hmm. um I wish I could remember the name of it. It's in the other room. Um, okay. And it's, uh, but it's about, you know, how, uh, you know, in the first and second, third, it's first and second century and, and beyond just how Christians were persecuted and beheaded and burned at the stake. And it's mm-hmm. just so intense. And it's like, wow, these people, these Christians were serious. You know, they were willing to go to their death for their faith. And, mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's one of the books I'm reading. And uh, what's another book? Um, there's a couple books. Randomly, I'm reading Moby Dick, which is kind of funny. Um because I, I had never read Moby Dick, and, and right. it's one of the most amazingly written books ever, and uh, and I think it's like the best American novel. Um, but it, anyway, so I'm reading that too, and of course, the Bible. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Next signature bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Well, I for hello, oh, I listen to a lot of um, Tim Keller podcast sermons and, um, to, uh, I used to listen to John Stott, who was a pastor in London. I used to listen to him all the time. And, um, who else do I listen to? Uh, and I listen to just kind of some of the pastors from my church family. Cause we have churches in Santa Barbara and car in, uh, like, Boston and London, and so I sometimes I'll listen to other pastors in my church family, and I'll listen to their sermons, which are really great. Okay, awesome, good deal, man. So I always tell people it's time flies when you're having fun. Um, I got to get back to work, <laughs> so we have to end this <laughs> recording. But man, I, I really want to first thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show, um, and I want to give you the opportunity to. Uh, uh, tell my, my listeners where they can find your book, where they can find you and any words of encouragement you want to, uh, you want to say before we close out. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, um, the book is called a change of affection and it's, my name is Beckett cook. And so you can find the, the book on any, anywhere books are sold uh, anywhere where, uh, like Amazon or Barnes and Noble or, or christianbook.com or whatever. But, um, and, or and you can find me at beckettcook.com and Beckett has one T, not two. And uh, the words of encouragement is, you know, for me is just. I, I always just say to people that you know this life is just a vapor. It's so short, and and uh, so just you know fight the good fight of the faith and, and just live live for Christ because it's this is you know this life is so fleeting and and store you know store up your treasure in heaven is what i really kind of try to focus on because everything here is going to rot and so i just just uh yeah keep your eyes on keep your eyes just focused on the lord awesome Good deal, man. Again, I appreciate your time. To the bar listeners, make sure you check out everything we got going on with the bar. Starting out with the bar network on Monday, pastor discussion on Tuesday, the bar podcast, Wednesday, just thinking Thursday, Mario Esco live and Friday, B-A-R-S bars, biblical reform spitters, my man T Barlow and every other Saturday, truth and fire, the podcast. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com to check out all of that, as well as find us on Facebook, The Bar Podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter, The Bar underscore podcast. And it is fall season, y'all. Time for the sweaters and the hoodies. Make sure you go to thebargear.com. Pick you up some bar gear. God bless you guys. Till next time, we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there